Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Monday. It is Monday, May 23rd. This will be the last full week of May before we head into the last month of the quarter. And uh, yeah, let's see, Friday was kind of a lackluster day, uh, to say the least. And we'll talk about that more when Dave joins us here in just a few moments. Before we do that, though, let's just uh, remember that there's, uh, there's a lot of stuff out there that you and I and everybody else cannot control. You know, we can't control what's happening in Ukraine. We can't control what's happening in Washington, D.C. However, you can control how much risk you have in your current portfolio. The problem is you have to know what that risk is before you can control it. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to walk through our core retirement design, where we help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. Hey, with that, we got Dave coming up next. One oh five. Highlands Light FM. Good morning. Hello. I'm really glad you're here today. If I forget to thank you often enough, it's uh, it's a sin of omission because I really do appreciate it. 839 here. 21 before 9. It's a very quiet day on Wall Street. And uh, sometimes no news is good news because it means we can actually drift upward a little bit after about eight weeks of crud going on. It's Kind of nice to have peace and quiet for a change. Let's see what's going on with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services. Philip, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Dave. Hey, doing well today. I hope you had a great weekend. Uh, the markets were, well, you know, a little, um, well, spotty on Friday, I'd say. Yeah, I'd call it. It was close to the. It was close to the zero mark on everything. Dow was only up eight and three quarters. The Nasdaq or the uh, S and P managed to go up by a half a point, which means we're still within about a quarter of an inch of bear market status, but above it. And uh, Nasdaq lost thirty three points, which in the context of eleven thousand three is basically a hold steady day as well. I mean, it's in the tank and it's going to take a lot of swimming before it can get out of the tank. I'll I'll take a quiet day. And then over the weekend, it looks like we had absolutely nothing better to do. And the futures are bargain hunting, doesn't it? It definitely looks that way, Dave. When I look at uh, at the futures this morning, they are um, really um, nicely in the green pretty much across the board. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what this week looks like. I mean, this is the last full week of May, and we'll be heading into Memorial Day weekend, end of this week. So um, that's, um, I mean, maybe maybe that will give us an upbeat week for the for this week. It's, it's a possibility, although when you go into a three-day weekend, that's always something where I expect people to take stuff off the table come the end of the week. So I, my optimism will wane come Friday because I fully expect to have a bunch of people saying, I don't trust these Fruit Loops over a weekend when I can't trust my money. <laughs> and that, that tends to not be good news for the indexes on the last day before a three-day weekend, does it? That, that, that is true, but let's, let's hope maybe this will be an up week for a change because I think the number is the Dow at least has had eight. I think all of them actually have had eight negative weeks of returns. So it'd be nice to throw a positive one in here at the end of the month. Oh gosh, yes, we sure could. And right now on Monday morning, there's not a whole hell of a lot affecting things. I mean, it's pretty slow, and we're 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 kind of picking at headlines and whatnot. One thing that could move the market as the uh, as the week progresses is the big World Economic Forum this week in Davos, Switzerland. 
a whole bunch of talking heads get together and uh, start talking about what they should do with monetary policy. But the good news to that is a lot of our talking heads are over in Switzerland when they can't cause us any trouble over here, which tends toward be good news as well. Uh, I was joking with you when we first got on the phone before we went on the air. Even the opinion leaders in the industry can't figure out what's going up. Two different Barron's articles in rapid succession come up. One of them is an opinion piece that says, tech is due for a tradable rally. And then 10 seconds later, the next article pops up from Barron saying, Hewlett-Packard stock is falling because of weak demand for personal computers. I mean, yeah, even, even the talking heads don't have a consistent opinion right now as to what's going on. No, they, they really don't. And if we look at this week, you know, there's not a lot of economic stuff coming out, especially the next couple of days. I mean, tomorrow there's some global numbers. Tomorrow the big thing is going to be at 10 o'clock, new home sales comes out. That I think will be a, an important number because we've already seen, you know, home sales and real estate trending down a little bit. So this number will kind of be important to see uh, another data point as to which direction is going. And then durable goods and stuff coming out on Wednesday, our normal jobless stuff coming out on Thursday, along with, get this now, on Thursday will be a big day because the, the second reading of the gross domestic product comes out. And I suspect that reading will end up getting more important as the different readings come forward before we get our final number, because I really didn't see the you know, profoundly negative reaction to a, uh, to a negative GDP growth when the first reading came out. So if it improves on the second one, that might actually be a positive market mover. It could be. I mean, obviously, even any improvement is still probably going to be negative. But um, my my uh, estimate, at least that they're giving us here, is it to improve by a tenth of a percent is what they're saying here. So it'll be interesting to see if that follows through. It will be rather nice. I'm looking at my fear and greed index, bringing that up as I go now. And it's, oh, yes, we're still in the uh, extreme fear category as far as investors are concerned. But uh, that doesn't necessarily mean they aren't buying and selling a little bit. you got some acquisition news out there this morning, don't you? Yeah, you know, we do. So we've got two companies that are um, out there uh, getting some play. Uh, Electronic Arts, that is the video game maker. Uh, they, um, you know, pre-market, they're, they're trading up a little bit because they say, or at least it's reported by a third party, that they're actively seeking a buyer or a merger partner. Um, they've held talks reportedly with Walt Disney, Apple, and Amazon, uh, trying to find a partner to, to, to take them over or purchase them. So EA is actually up 3.6% uh, this morning. So, um, so, yeah, some, some good news for them. But I'll say the big guy today is going to be VMware. Now, I know that name doesn't sound familiar to anybody, but it's a cloud com- one of the cloud computing companies. Um, and they have had, uh, there's been multiple reports that they are in advanced talks to be bought by the chip maker Broadcom. And so uh, a cash and stock deal sounds like it's coming up. And so VMware is up, it's drifting down a little bit, but it's still up 18.8%. It was up 22 or 23% earlier this morning. And with Broadcom in the mix as well, they're really big in terms of the networking uh, hardware as well. And 
putting them in team up with a, a cloud computing unit, that, 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 that actually is a symbiosis that I can deal with. I mean, I always get a little suspicious when you've got acquisitions that really aren't in your core expertise, but Broadcom, you know, Broadcom's one of the big brands as far as the uh, computer switching hardware and the like, which kind of blends in nicely with a cloud computing platform that's actually intact. Yeah, it really is. So that gets, that will give them some some unity there that, to to move forward. You know, it's interesting that you know even at well, I suppose you know we're talking about the individual investors doing a little bit of bottom fishing. It's a good time for merger and acquisition for the same rationale, isn't it? Exactly. Oh yeah, if they, especially if their if their stock price is still a decent um, at a decent price, and they can use that stock to go out and buy stuff. Absolutely. You mentioned earlier there really isn't anything coming out this morning as far as reports of note from the quarters, but we got a couple of bellwethers that are going to be interesting after the market closes tonight. One of them is one that you can kind of expect because of lifestyle changes to not necessarily have a good quarter. That's Zoom. Now that we're more people are going back to work, Zoom isn't as popular, but then Advance Auto Parts. Uh, repairing one's car and keeping it on the road in the, in the face of increasing parts. This could be kind of interesting with the two of them because those are two companies that I'd expect the macro trends to be going in opposite directions for. Those are, you're right. Those are some, especially the auto parts. That's going to be interesting because you're right. People are having to fix their cars because they're too daggum expensive to go buy a new one. Um, we also have uh, Abercrombie will come out. So another kind of retail store will come out uh, tomorrow morning. That's before we open. It's supposed to come out. Best Buy comes out tomorrow before the market opens. That's going to be another uh, retail bellwether. Um, so, so we do have some companies uh, tonight and tomorrow that are going to come out to give us some significant uh, indications of, of what's happening. Best Buy could be interesting because they tend toward being discretionary revenue driven. And right now, our sundry retailers that we heard yesterday, that we heard last week, all pretty much missed the mark by wide margins. So we'll find out where the money's going. And if it's going into buying big screen TVs, at least we can track that a little bit, right? That, that's right. Then that would be some good news. Absolutely. We could use some at this point. Uh, resetting the table, mostly up on the blue chips. It was up by a tinge on Friday, down by a tinge on the techs and growth stocks. Uh, we mentioned it at the outset. We got a little green ink this morning, 45 minutes before we opened. What are we looking at? Hey, right now we are looking at uh, substantial green ink, I say, Dave. Uh, we got the Dow up almost 1%. That's uh, a little over $300. Uh, we got the S&P 500 up almost 1%, uh, $36. And then we've got the NASDAQ 100 up about six-tenths of a percent. I'm going to say the biggest overall gainer right now is the Russell 2000, actually mm -hmm. up a little over 1% this morning. So, so good news there. On the uh, commodity side of the coin, we've got silver uh, up 1.6%, almost 1.7%. And uh, that's got them back up over $22 an ounce. So that's some good, good movement there on silver. Gold up three quarters of a percent. And then uh, crude oil, Dave, I'm, I hate to say it, up 1%. 111.38 a barrel. I saw this morning coming in $4.50 a gallon for gasoline. Well, poop. So much for my theory of a trading range from 105 to 110 there, right? That's right. Matter of fact, man, I was down below a quarter of a tank last night. I actually went out last night because somebody had told me that they thought gas prices were going up Monday. And so I went out, filled up last night. 
<laughs> I should have done the same because I'm down around a quarter myself. Overseas markets, it was a mixed bag in Asia. Hong Kong was off markedly. The other Asian rim markets generally fractionally up at the close this morning. Europe is kind of looking at us and saying, oh, goody, most of those indexes are up between a half and three quarters of a percent midway through their day. Somebody need advice to uh, stabilize one's retirement fund and uh, get the risk out because heaven knows when the bear market's going to end. How do I find you to find out where my risk is, Philip? Dave, you know, that's why we developed our core retirement uh, design so that we can help people design the retirement they always dreamed of. And it starts with risk. How much do you have and what do you do with it? Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your 30-minute no obligation phone consultation. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. And back here tomorrow morning with hopefully more good news to start out the day on Light FM. Philip, thank you so much. You have a great day, all right? Hi, man. You too. Be well, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope you had a great weekend as we head into Memorial Day this weekend. Hey, there's still a lot of stuff happening when it comes to our economy, economic numbers coming out, and we still have earnings coming out. We still have another month of earnings season. Um, It'll tail off more and more as we get closer to the end of June. Uh, But remember, there's still stuff coming out. There's still things that are going to be impactful to your portfolio. That's, again, why we developed the core retirement design in order to help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design phone call where we can see and help you get on the right track. Have a great day. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Bye now.